Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Peace in the Middle podcast, a platform that provides clarity, insight, and growth to leaders worldwide through practical application and the Christian faith. My name is Wakia, and I'm your host. Hi, ladies. Welcome to another episode of Peace in the Middle Podcast. Well, today we're going to talk about, um, I guess, more it's more of an observation um, or more of a feeling or things that I feel like most people have experienced. Um, but it's something I've never really uh, dived into and something I've never really, um, I guess, really voiced. So today I want to sort of talk about that. And I just really want to hear your feedback on it and, and see how you, you know, what do you feel about it? So as this being Black History Month, this is February 2021, um, you know, we get to see all these beautiful black and brown faces and we get to see, you know, people just doing big things, right? And that just made me start thinking about something. Have you ever had that feeling like, like, um, you know, like, you know, you was doing things, <laughs> you was doing big things, but you ever felt like, you know, like he was just sort of out of step. Like you really wasn't sure. Like a lot of times I do things in my life and it feels like I'm doing them. And I guess it's one of my, one of my gifts or one of my talents, but you know how you just don't feel qualified to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you just feel, you just feel a little out of sync. <laughs> like I think sometimes the, like the, the negative talk, that I hear is like, oh my gosh, girl, any moment the gig is going to be up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like any moment, everybody doesn't know the truth, you know, that you don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> and I think that's even more relevant for me today because I recently started a new, a new job. And as I've started this new job, uh, you know, you sort of have that new job blues is how I like to call it, where, you know, just enough to get the job. And so you in the job and you doing it halfway, but then you don't know the organization, you don't know any of the people, you don't know any of, (laughs) you don't know any of their processes. So while you understand how to do the job fundamentally, the actual application of the job of doing that task feels a little foreign because it's so many unknowns that you don't have. And so in that moment, you know, you sort of have that, that feeling of doubting yourself, right? Where you just don't really feel like, "Mm," you know, do you really know what you think you know? I actually remember <laughs> um, I worked at this one particular organization for probably about 12, 12 or so years. And then I left that organization. And I went to a whole new organization. And it was so crazy because because my name is Wakia, you know, it's really easy for, you know, you don't hear a lot of people named Wakia. So literally I was like, the girl, I was like the Beyonce of my organization, child. You ain't, I, ain't need a, I ain't need a last name. It was just Wakia, <laughs> you know, and then I moved to this new organization uh, in a different state. So when I tell you I literally moved, I mean, I moved. And so I didn't know anyone there. I didn't know any of the, I didn't know how the organization was structured. I didn't know how, you know, how the processes, I barely understood how to, I barely knew how to get in the building and where to park. Like I really didn't know anything. And it felt so humbling because, you know, you go from one place where I have been there, like I said, over a decade, and, you know, you have a reputation, you have your work sort of speaks for itself, you don't have to explain, you know, you don't have to, um, 
posture when you get into a conference room, people already pretty much know what you bring to the table. So it's easier for you just to come in and do your job. But then to leave that and then go to an organization or go to a spot where don't nobody know you, nobody really understands what you bring to the table. They don't really trust you just yet with, with you know, with handling their their merchandise or their products or whatever. You know, it's just it's just some it's it you haven't built up that trust yet. So as you're trying to build up the trust with the people around you, what normally happens for me is I'm trying to build that trust. I'm also dealing with internally the whole thing is, oh my goodness, <laughs> do I really know how to do this? Like <laughs> do I, I literally I remember doing that season season in my life and this was probably like I'm gonna say probably, I don't know, maybe about ten or so years now ago, but um I remember in that moment, I remember calling my husband, asking my husband, like, was it all a dream? Like, was the first, was those last 12 or so years all a dream? Did I even do any of the things that I thought I had done? Because in the, in my current environment, it was so foreign. I felt so out of sync. You know what I'm saying? I just felt out of sync. And it was like the simple things, you know, like, you know, <laughs> something as simple as, you know, your, your um, signature block. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because different companies require different things in the signature block and they require different things, you know, how things supposed to be structured. It's like the small things. I ain't even talking about the big things, ladies. I'm talking about the small things, <laughs> you know. Um, but those things can make you feel phony. They can make you feel like, you, like, like, you're, like you're a phony, like, you know, like you really don't have any idea at all what it is that you're doing and you feel sort of um, unqualified is the word, <laughs> right? You feel unqualified. So maybe that's just me. So listen, ladies, look, if this doesn't resonate, then I get it. <laughs> but for those of us <laughs> who know what it's like to step outside their comfort zone often, which I do, right? I seem to find my space. I find myself in places where I sort of step out of my comfort zone a little bit. And because um, while I do... I stay at the company for a while. I may stay at my company for a little while, but what I end up doing is I end up taking different roles in the company probably every one or two years. So I don't never really get a chance to really get to a sweet spot. I get to a sweet spot, but not enough of a part where I can do the job in my sleep. Like I haven't really mastered any of those. I haven't mastered that yet at all yet. Um, so in most cases, I'm constantly always seem to be evolving and shifting and evolving and shifting and, and being, you know, um, molded and shaped and you know and and growing and so I find a lot of times that and I probably just put a name to it the other day when I was really thinking about it in my new current role <laughs> of you know wondering when is the gig going to be up <laughs> uh and it's you know what and it's so funny right it's it's harder when because you know yeah I think the more things you do the larger your resume get the more in-depth your resume get um and so then you start floating your resume out there and then now people come in, you come into the room, once people bring you into the room, you know, now they have a, a level of expectation for you. And so <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced this, but you know how I, I've been telling people lately, I'm like, you know, you send me emails already starting on step five. I'm going to need you to go back to one. Like, I don't know <laughs> what y'all talk about at this point. Like, I'm going to need y'all to go back to one. Because I don't understand your processes, so I don't understand all who all these players are. Like, and all these acronyms. I don't understand all these acronyms, you know, in this environment. So, it's just very, very, very crazy how, you know, you go into these new spaces and you start, and, and you start to feel like at any moment, the gig is going to be up, right? Because a lot of times, you know, um, 
at least in my life, I believe that God has given me extreme favor. So a lot of times I feel like I walk into situations and I just have favor in that space. You know, it don't even really be anything that I've done per se. At least I don't think that it's something I've done. I haven't really recognized it as something I've done. It's really just me being me showing up in that space and God giving me like, I have, you know, God has blessed me with great discernment. He's graced me with um, this great presence to be able to stand into a room and be able to command a room. And, and I've had, and I've been blessed with the, the ability to lead without authority, right? So I don't need to be in charge to lead the, the, the lead the space, right? Um, those are just some of my, some of my, my superpowers. And so because of that, a lot of times things look more easy. You know, they look like they're just sort of falling in place. And then when I move into a new space, you're like, I don't know. Cause now <laughs> if I don't really know what I did to get there, I'm not really sure how I need to, what I need to do to maintain it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah, but see, that's where you, that's, that's where the good stuff part comes in. Right. Because God, I don't have to really maintain it because God has given it to me. If God gave it to me, then he is going to maintain it and he is going to sustain it. Right. I don't have to do anything. Oh, that's so good, ladies. I mean, if y'all missed it, I don't know. You might need to rewind back about 30 seconds and hit it again. <laughs> um, so I think <clears throat> one of the things that I had been dealing with and struggling with um, was that whole feeling of like imposter syndrome, right? Is that at any moment, the gig is going to be up. And this, and the world is going to realize that I have no idea at all what I'm doing, <laughs> right? And so here's the thing, full transparency. Like, I love wigs. I wear wigs. I've been wearing wigs now, I don't know, for probably like 20 or so years. I was wearing wigs when wigs wasn't fashionable. Um, um, I've, I've been wearing wigs forever. So, and underneath my, my wig, I'm bald underneath my wig. So, you know, I pretty much keep my hair very, very low cut. Um, so it, it's really easy for me to maintain, you know, that, that, that. And I said all that to say that when I wear my wig, I don't feel like I'm an imposter, right? Because I'm so comfortable both with my wig on as well as with my with my bald head. Because I'm so comfortable in both those spaces, I don't feel like I'm an imposter in that space, right? Because I feel like that's something that I've intentionally put on and I'm okay there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's an intentional thing. Like you can't you can't shame me in an environment where I intentionally say this is what I'm doing, but I'm fly with this wig on and I'm fly without this wig on. You know what I'm saying? So in that moment, I'm okay, I'm cool. Now, what gets me, though, when I think when I think deal more with imposter syndrome is one of those things where I didn't put anything on. So, yeah, like, I'm just not sure if, you know, you know, it's like, and it's not even something that you can see physically. It's more like just a thought in your mind, right, where you'll start thinking like, oh, I'm not good enough at this or I'm not good enough at that or, um, oh, I left mm -hmm. up and I did that right this time, but, um, I, I probably won't be able to do it again this next time. Or, oh, I don't even know how I did that. So, <laughs> you know, like these are, these are all the thoughts that be going through my mind. You know, um, like I've been at presentations where people have been like clapping for me and like, oh, and I'm looking at these jokes like, I have no idea what y'all talking about right now. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> so, you know, you're dealing with all those, those voices, those, those voices, you know, saying stuff like, you know, like you're not good enough and you can't, you know, you, you know, um, next time you're not going to be able to replicate that or, or that was just a lucky, that was a lucky shot, you know, how you going to be able to pull it off again or, you know, it's like all these things that be going through your mind. And so <laughs> I know I started this off with Black History Month and all these beautiful black and, black and brown faces, but it just made me wonder, 
as I was watching, I don't even know what I was watching, but I was watching something and I was like, wow, they just look so, so comfortable and so beautiful in their space. And I was thinking, I wonder if any of them have ever had those thoughts like, huh, I'm not good enough. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not. And as black people, as black, as you know, as a black woman, I grew up hearing from my mom that, you know, you got to be the best at this. You got to be the smartest. You got to be the, you know, the, um, you know, you got to be the, you know, the most, if you're going to come in, you got to be on time. You got to, you know, there were certain stereotypes that, you know, black people as far as being late and all these kind of things. My mom's like, absolutely not. I'm going to need you to be on time. I'm going to need you to do this. I'm going to need to, and let me just tell y'all the truth. A lot of those things instead, because a sister will be late quick, but <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with me being black. Got something to do with me being slow. <laughs> so let me just tell y'all my truth. Um, but yeah, you know, so I grew up learn- hearing that, you know, you got to be the smartest. You got to be, you know, um, you know, always on top of your game. Like I remember when I was young, my mom had bought me a typewriter and how I had to learn how to type with this typewriter, people. Let me explain. If you were, if you are a millennium, you probably don't know. But a typewriter, <laughs> you know, it had like this little ribbon of ink thingy in it, this little ribbon thingy in there, and they had like ink on that thing. And you would type, you would hit the little letters, and they would pop up. And you would hear it. It was like, and then when you made a mistake, you had to push that thing back, get some correctional fluid, and try to blot it out. You know what I'm saying? And try to keep, then you had to keep hitting the letter again in that space. You know, to get it back dark in that sense. It was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. <laughs> because, but because my mother wanted me to be able to type, that's what, you know, we couldn't, you know, we didn't have computers back then. So that's what she bought me in order for me to, because her desire was that she wanted her daughter to be the best. So I grew up with this whole thought process of thinking that, yes, I have to be the best at what I do. You know what I'm saying? And so you start dealing with this little bit of professional, um, um, perfectionist, right? You sort of deal with that a little bit in your attempts to be the best, right? And even if you, even if your best was somewhere around number three, like your best was never going to be number one. Like you, you know, you already knew that you was never going to make it to the, you know, NFL. Like you wasn't going to make it to, the, you know, you just weren't going to get there. You weren't going to be that person, you know, you weren't going to get there. Like, you know, I wasn't going to be, you know, the next Anita Baker. That wasn't going to happen. No matter how hard I tried. I knew it just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so, but that's okay. Because I didn't need to be a Nita Baker. I would have been fine with being with her backups. <laughs> like, in truth, I just want to be on the stage. I'll be, I could be better. So, but you know, my thought, my, my thing is, is that because I grew up with this thought process of, okay, well, I need, if I'm going to do it, you need to do it well. You know, if you're going to do it, you need to do it well. Don't waste your time. If you're going to do it, do it well. So you grew up, I, I realized that as time went on, I started grew up, went with, grew up with this thing of, constantly feeling like huh maybe the gig is going to be up one day right because I realized that in truth I'm just flying by the seat of my pants like I'm mm, I think I got it I ain't sure if I got it <laughs> right so I don't know if any of y'all can relate with this but I want to sort of come and talk about that feeling that imposter sy- syndrome that feeling of inadequateness that feeling of you know phoniness and fakeness and that you're not going to be that you're not good enough and that you're super unqualified for this position and everybody is going to eventually realize that you have no idea what you're doing and you're going to fall flat on your face and all of that right that that feeling so that's Mm -hmm. really what I wanted to um talk about you know today that feeling that feeling of you just not enough Right. So, but I want you to know 
that that is a lie, right? That that feeling right there is a lie. So as I told you, I just recently started a new job. I've probably been in it now, you know, about a month or so, um, a little over a month. And so I'm in that space where I'm starting to recognize people. Don't really know if I remember all their names correctly, but I am starting to recognize them enough to say, hey, in a hall, right? I know they sit in my space somewhere, you know, and so it's not super foreign. Um, I'm also getting to a place where I can go to a meeting and I can hear certain things in a meeting and it's starting to like, you know, make sense, right? So I'm sort of getting that sweet spot of, okay, yeah, I can get it. I can... Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still not ready to answer anybody's question, but <laughs> at least I'm asking smarter questions. How about that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and as I was thinking about that yesterday, I was like, wow. I was like, you know, I said, you know, I, at one time I remember thinking that the gig was going to be up. But I started realizing that, like I said originally, how I pray for favor no matter what space I go into, right? And you have all heard it. We've all heard it, right? Favor ain't fair. And how God will come in and he will give us supernatural favor in spaces, right? And that he will make us enough. Like we are enough because he, he is who we're with. You know what I'm saying? Where we may be weak, but God is totally enough. He is totally enough. And he's enough to come into a room and just make things work out where, you know, he would give you the right words to say. He, and that's what normally what happens with me, right? A lot of times he gives me the right words to say. He tells me, you know, I understand. Or, you know, sometimes you just know. You know how sometimes, lady, we, we get in those grooves. You know what I'm saying? And we just know. <laughs> you know, we ain't been to school for it. We ain't got no, we ain't got no real education on it. We ain't got no extra experience in it. We ain't never seen it nor done it before. But we just know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that supernatural. That is that that is the Holy Spirit guiding you and leading you to that next step, right? And what I really love about that is that because of the fact that God leads me and guides me, then I have I can completely rely on Him that He has it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have to worry about feeling like a failure. I don't have to worry about feeling like, you know, I'm going to drop the ball any moment. Um, that's not something I have to worry about because God already has all that for me. You know what I'm saying? So I think in that moment, I just want to remind you ladies that if God got you to it, that he will actually take you through it. Like he will actually sustain you through that moment. You know what I'm saying? Because this is not his plan. That we're, this is not our plan anyway that we're executing, right? This is his plan. Whenever you're in that space and you're like, oh my goodness gracious, I don't know how I got here. Like any moment now, these people are going to figure out that I was a complete phony. That's when you need to stop and thank God and say, well, Lord, you know what? You got it. Because hey, I don't know how I got here. So obviously this had to, this was all you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so if this was all you, then I'm going to need for you to carry me through. And even if in some of those moments, where, cause don't get me wrong, let me just be full disclosure. I've made mistakes in my job. Like, don't get me wrong. I've done stuff already that was just wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I've learned with my maturity that correction makes me stronger, right? It doesn't, you know, correction doesn't make me less than because I choose whether or not I'm going to feel less than. Like, I choose that. So I have decided that no, you're not going to make me feel less than. I'm going to take every opportunity, every time I am corrected, every time that I am, I get a chance to learn something different or I get a chance to learn um, from fire, you know, learn learn by experience of doing it wrong. At all those times, I take that all as joy. And instead of me sitting here, you know, beating myself over the head with it, no, I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. Hey, thanks so much for correcting me. You're making me stronger. I, I got it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all you can do. Like, that's all you can do. You know, to just get to the point where you're not taking yourself so seriously, right? And like I said initially, how I grew up in this space of thinking how I had to be the best and how, how I had to do 
you know, I had to be the best at what I did. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, even if that best wasn't going to be the Anita Baker or the Beyonce's of the world, that's cool, right? But I had to be the best backup dancer. I had to be the best backup singer. <laughs> you know what I'm I had to be the best that. But sometimes even in that space of being the best, then you sort of grow up in a space where you're constantly beating yourself up thinking that you're not enough, right? And then you got to put on a mask because then you don't want people to know that you don't think you enough. You know, so then you're living in a space where you're living in a space where you are not really happy or you don't really have joy because you don't really know who you are at this point. Right. You're not even comfortable in your skin. And a lot of these things about having peace in the middle of a situation is being very, very, very comfortable in your skin. Right. Being being a woman or man enough to understand and recognize when you are not where you need to be. Like, really tuning in on those moments. Like, you know, when I started feeling the other day, like, oh, my goodness gracious, the geek may be up. Instead of me just brushing that, that moment off, no. I took stop, stop and I actually assessed, assessed the situation. And I had to ask myself, like, why do I feel this way? Like, what is that coming? where is that coming from? You know what I'm saying? What is happening externally that's making me feel this way? And what am I saying to myself internally to make me, um, to make me feel this way? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what is going on here? And I just took a moment and paused. And then in that process of really deciphering what is happening, then I had to go back and understand, like, you know, understand my truth. Like, you know, the, the rule of thumb is what I can't, I don't know who said it, so I'm going to use this quote. I don't know. I can't tell y'all who said it, but it wasn't me. <laughs> but it was, uh, and, it, and it, it just says, doubt your doubts and believe your beliefs, right? So the moment something comes up on me that feels a little mm, shady, I'm just going to doubt that up front because I know that that's not my truth, right? And I know who I am in Christ. I know what I am. I know what I've done. I know um, how God has continued to maintain and sustain me in this, in this world. And yet, and, and he has not dropped me. Now, don't get me wrong. Let me be, I'm going to be honest, y'all. There has been times when I feel like sometimes, you know, hey, <laughs> I get a little close to the flow and I start hovering to the flow. But he has never let me hit the, he's never let me hit the ground, right? And so because I'm confident enough that he will catch me and that he will give me favor wherever I go, then I just sometimes have to walk in that. Now, don't get me wrong. That does not excuse the fact that I have, I, I have to still prepare. I still have to study. I still have to pay attention. I still have to, you know, um, do the things I need to do to hone my craft. Like, that's, that's just, that's true, Right. Even the Bible tells you, like, study to show yourself approved. Like, you have to do these things. Um, but what I know to be also very true is that he goes before me and he goes behind me. And I don't have to fear that he got my back. He got me. And he will give me favor because I've asked for it. Right? And favor is one of those things that you constantly, constantly grow in. You know what I'm saying? You constantly grow in it. And so because of that... You know, you can grow in favor, you can grow in wisdom. All these things that make us feel unqualified or less than, all those things, God said, you have not because you asked not. Because if you just ask him for these things, he would give you those things, right? And then it's not just about asking for it and just walking off with it like, do-do-do-do-do-do. No, ma'am, <laughs> you have to ask for it. You have to sit here now and constantly apply yourself for it. You have to give yourself room to pause, to, to recognize when it's times when you're receiving it. So if you're asking for favor... That means you come into a room and you smile when you walk into a room, even through your mask, right? You smile and you still be in a great space and you still be confident in your abilities and you know who you are. You know who you are. Even if you've never done that job before, you know you are still a child of God and he got your back. It's just like that, right? It's just like, you know how, 
You know how when you're young and you like you have to go like to your mama job, <laughs> like for whatever reason. You don't know nothing about that job. You don't know. But you know who you are? You know you your mama's daughter. And you know all these jokers up here know your mama. So you know what? You are extremely comfortable. You walking around with your chest out, popping your collar, because you know you at your mama job. And ain't nothing going to go down because your mama work here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how we have to be. Right? That's what I mean when I'm saying like walking in this place of favor. Right? As you walk in, you still in a space of you understand that God got your back and that you are his child. So he is going to ensure that you're going to have favor because he has favor, right? Because he has it. So because he has it, you have it. And so therefore, there's really no reason to feel like you're not enough and you're not qualified because obviously you are. If he got you to that space and you're walking in that space and you're doing those things, you're, you know, you're whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's opening your business, buying that house, you know, just starting to get married, just starting to, you know, um, raise, you know, you're just starting to raise your, your children and you're feeling a little inadequate. All these things, God got you in this space. Like this ain't new to him. None of this stuff is new to him. And so, you know, what we have to realize is who we really belong to and, and understand what that looks like and not just understand it, but really believe it. Doubt your doubts, believe your beliefs. So ladies, that was 24 or five minutes <laughs> of me just rambling on and on and on. But I pray that it blessed you and I pray that it helped you. Um, I pray that it gives you peace. <laughs>